you actually watch it? Because I didn't think you'd actually you didn't watch it. It's like Larry isn't even gonna watch this. He doesn't even support our own show. <laughs> Casting Chandra's ignition, targeting a Kithkin. Opponents rolling the eyes while looking for Tafiri's protection. Sipping on stouts with rum. I'm like, so what? I won. It's the freaking weekend, baby. I'm about to have me some fun. Shit. <laughs> I kind of fucked up the beginning. Yeah, it took me but, a second to but, figure, but I. Uh, is it like next or something like that? No, no, uh, no, 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 no. It's R. Kelly. Uh, is it R. Kelly? It is R. Kelly. Yes. Uh, yes. is it not ignition? Mm, I, I mean, Chandra's ignition. Oh, is it ignition? Yeah, it is. I mean, it's remix. It's uh, remix yeah, to remix. ignition. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Boom. I got it kind of. <laughs> I got it by kinda. being like it's like R. Kelly and then you're point going, yeah, uh, giving me that. Uh-huh. Like, yep. Good got job. It. Way to go, buddy. <laughs> uh welcome, Commander Smiths. We are the Commander Smiths. I'm Adam Smith. And I'm Lowry Smith. And for some reason we are doing songs again. Don't worry. We're doing songs again. We're cousins. <laughs> I like that you took. A, I like that you took a drink in the middle of that. Anyways, like you didn't know I was going to add that other part in. So even if I would have kicked <laughs> it to you, you were still going to be drinking. <laughs> uh, I mean, I I think we can do songs whenever we want. Yeah. I don't think we have to be beholden to doing it every time. I never. Clearly, I know. it frustrates you. So anybody that <laughs> it wants to sing, me. send just, him a just, song. It just like number two did last week. And I will just come up with my own do. stuff, which is fine. And if you flood him, that's great. <laughs> just flood him with songs. You know how I know it was really bad is I never got a comment from uh, hey, number two. about if I did bad or good. He just didn't say anything. So <laughs> it's probably the last time he's sending he was, me a song. <laughs> he was not proud. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna, Normally, I'm like when we did, when he would request songs before and if I had it or whatever, be like, oh, that was really good. I, blah, blah, blah. This time was nothing just crickets maybe he hasn't listened yet maybe he doesn't even like our podcast anymore that's very possible <laughs> well that'd be really very dick possible. thing to do because i was just playing with him this weekend and he was talking about it <laughs> like yeah maybe maybe what it was is he was listening to trombley and jeremy talk and then just pretend like he actually listens like ah, yes no, that was that was a funny part <laughs> i agree made me chuckle yeah <laughs> we did get in the conversation how did that work with the discord today uh Somebody was saying, who was it that was saying that? Oh, because we cuss. Yeah. Somebody. I think it was Ted. Yeah, it was Ted. He said he has to turn up the volume or no, he has to turn up the volume on their headphones and put the the volume to the front. Yeah. And then we were like, well, number two has talked to us about the swearing and stuff before, but he's a liar. Yeah, guy was talking. What? He's a liar because he told us the story of where fuck comes from from his daughter. Oh, his wife did it. Uh, he told us this weekend. It was pretty funny. And his daughter <laughs> is using it in the right context too, which mm. is even better. Which means she's a smart girl. I'm guessing <laughs> then. like she can just pick up on curse words like that. Was, I was using it like, I mean, you can use fucking any way for sure. A, have you watched Boondock Saints when he's like, fuck, fuck, <laughs> yeah, fuck. fuck. Yeah. <laughs> like oh, you, can, you can say that's a replacement word for everything. I could do it in context and and you would probably understand what I'm saying. You're probably correct. But it was funny because. Right. <laughs> Touche. 
Fucking fuck. <laughs> so he, the funny thing is he's like kind of like a, a dilemma. Cause he's like, I mean, she's using it right. I'm kind of proud, but I'm not supposed to be proud of it. Like she shouldn't be swearing. <laughs> <laughs> she, she's about to turn five. <laughs> I was, when was I swearing? Oh gosh. I don't even remember. You were the one teaching was, us. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, no, maybe, maybe. So my dad let us swear. Yeah. Like we didn't have, but my mom was, super strict your dad gave us all pocket knives for christmas which all of our parents took the pocket knives as soon as we left the christmas party (laughs) yeah it was like like, hey can i see that while you're in the car you never saw them again (laughs) we got zippos uh did you guys get nunchucks at all or is that just probably i don't no maybe not nunchucks i don't remember if we got Uh, that yeah we got like the real wood and chain stuff we hit each other for like half a day and then he did. He was like, ah, that was a dumb idea. <laughs> um, yeah, we got pocket knives every year. So I have like a, I have like a drawer full of pocket knives. Yeah. Um, that was an awesome Christmas present that I saw for 10 seconds. <laughs> did you ever get them back? I don't know. I don't think so. Maybe. Mm. I mean, by that, by the time they would give us that, you know, Plus, my parents Do you remember were. Remember which one it was? Was it like the little buck, like little black handled one? I thought it was white. I, for some reason, it sticks in my head that they were white pocket knives. Like the box. I, I don't, don't know. know. It doesn't matter. Hardly matters. Cool story, Hansel. No, uh, I, but I laughed because it's my dad, and it did not get taken away until well, I brought it to my mother's, and then, then it was that gone. was the black hole of. Your I, your dad's turned, house was basically the place where we could do whatever we wanted pretty much. You know, like yeah. I remember one yeah. time there was somebody set who was it that lit the lawn on fire? Wasn't there somebody that lit your backyard on fire? I, you know, there's so many people that could have. I feel like I it was Grant. I couldn't pick one. It could be Grant, could have been me, could have been Jesse, could yeah. have been Harry. We definitely played with you know, we had Zippos and we, gas. we had like a lighter fluid yeah, bottle. It, yeah. It was We uh, used to like spray lighter fluid on our jeans and light it on yep, fire. I remember all that. <laughs> and then wipe it off and then you're like, "Ah, that kind of got hot." Yeah. Like, no, we could have just caught fire. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> that was real dumb. But I mean, we so, would at your dad's was the only place like we would stay up late and not get yelled at whereas every other person's house like it was at my my dad's yeah, house. Yeah. It was constantly go to bed. Go to bed. <laughs> but your dad's we were always staying up super late playing magic cards most of the time we played magic we did play your sega because i didn't have a sega we got super lucky like we just abused the ability to stay up Mm -hmm. when when we had the cousins over but i mean like that we got we were still having sleepovers there was like 12 of us all right me you nick my brother your brother my brother uh jake jake Harry, Roman, Chris, Jesse, Harry. So there's nine of us. But most of the time we lost, I would say most of the time it was like me, you, Grant, or your brother, my brother, Jake. So seven to nine. Yeah. We're doing ranges today. Yeah, we are doing range (laughs) seven to nine people. And there's not enough floor space. We'd spill out in the hallway right next to my dad's room. We're just talking. It was stupid. You know, everybody's you're like, I kissed a girl oh. and everyone's like, oh, do tell, do yeah. tell. Like, <laughs> I, okay, so this is, this is really dumb. But I remember the, uh, 
we used to talk about that going to bed and like just been like, oh, I can't wait till this happens and blah, 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 you know, doing guy yeah, stupid yeah. stuff or whatever. <laughs> and then I remember, was it the first time I, this could be way too much, TMI, lost my virginity TMI. or whatever. And I was like, oh, I can't wait to the, tell the cousins. Well, we didn't have any more sleepovers at we that point because we were <laughs> older, you know, we were like 17, 16, 17, you know, I was like, we were done doing that. I was like, Damn it. I, this would have been news. This would have been, <laughs> we would have talked about it all night. <laughs> I don't know. It wasn't, I didn't lose my virginity. It was before that because that would have been really old. Uh, not really old, but you know what I'm saying? Like 16, 17, we weren't doing the sleepovers. It was like the first no, time I no. messed around. So it was probably grabbing a boob or something like that. And then that's when we weren't doing the sleepovers as much anymore. Cause I don't think I ever told you guys my boob grabbing story. <laughs> That sounds really bad. Uh, yeah, it does. And no, I don't recall that. Like it again, nothing, nothing. You, I don't remember you t- saying anything beyond like kissing of some time. Yeah. Like the Dorito story is really funny. I oh, know that one. That one's horrible. I don't know. Like it's amazing. No. All right. Don't well, make, I, th- I think I've already heard that. I've already told that one. Yeah. We've done that one right? in the air. No, I think that was like a, a controversial question or something like that. Hence why I have maybe, I hate certain foods is make out with girls when they, after they eat it. So that's why I hate mashed potatoes. Yeah. <laughs> she just had a mashed potato mouth. Seriously? <laughs> I'm just kidding. She went to kiss so you gross. and there's just mashed potato on her tongue. <laughs> it's like peanut butter in your mouth, but it's like stuck in their mouth. And, uh, I, <laughs> he had chives on there. Uh, okay. Chives on there. Mashed, no, it's delicious. <laughs> God, we're this, we're really railroading, sidetracking here. There was one gal I made out with when I was in high school. It makes it sound really old when I say gal. There was one girl I made out with in high school that her tongue was like a lemon. Like I remember it was just like super pruned up and like hard. And I was like, this is weird. I don't like this at all. And I was like, I'm done. This, I'm, nope. I didn't do that like right then. I was like, ah, I don't like you. <laughs> this is like poker time. <laughs> but no, it was. It What's was, wrong with that? It was a uh, a night of drinking, so it was like, uh, I don't. I'm I'm too drunk. I gotta pass out. So that's how I got out of that, right. and then right. stayed friends that after that. Yep. Lemon tongue. <laughs> that's the name of the episode. Let me write it down. Lemon <laughs> tongue. <laughs> Uh, you want to you want to do the tags? Well, what are we doing today? This is episode one thirty. Mm-hmm. Ten minutes, eleven minutes in. <laughs> Good thing. Episode. Uh, we're going to talk about our blueprints. How do we build decks? What do we try and aim for in a deck? Um, and uh, we, you know, this is stuff that we have been following for years, and then we just figured out today. <laughs> I'm lying somewhere. Well, the funny thing is, is this is what three, four weeks ago when we talked about originally going to doing it, like do this, but you kind of went yeah. through and did your statistics on your deck and everything. It, when I was building the Bruvac deck is when it kind of hit me. Um, it make things a lot easier if I had a blueprint of what I typically should have in a deck or what I use in the deck and the numbers with that. And it honestly made the deck one of the easiest ones I've built just because I was like, okay, this needs to fit in these numbers. We have this amount and this amount. You, and we'll get you don't more. think it was easy because it was just like, 
a mill deck. No, I'm going to do mill stuff. That was, there was a lot of cards I cut, but because I could only choose this amount for this category and this amount for this category, it made it a lot easier for me to cut cards. Whereas normally I have this huge list, which I still did. You know, I had this hundred card list of cards and then it's cutting one card at a time, going through the list, cutting one card at a time. When you're picking cards to be on your team, to be a part of your deck, you're picking the best cards at that point. You're like, well, this one has to be in here. Okay, this is the second best card to fit into this category. So you make you make the cuts without realizing you're making the cuts, you know? Whereas before I'm like, oh, all these cards work together. And if I have this, this is all awesome. Well, if you're just picking the best and you don't need to overdo it, you know, I don't need to have the theme of the deck have 70 cards. The whole theme doesn't need to be, you know, you need to have other things in it. So that's what kind of triggered it in my mind to go, all right, we need to kind of put a blueprint together. And it was kind of cool to see your numbers. I like how you broke yours down because you broke it into averages and that's how we kind of put together a blueprint list um, with my numbers and your numbers combined. And so I think this will help me and maybe our listeners in the future when they're building their decks kind of make it easier to actually build the deck. I don't know. You, you probably, Hopefully. you won't, I, I don't think this is for everybody, but if you're a person like me that has trouble cutting cards, I think this is a, a good way to go about doing it. And I, it might I can also, definitely see it being beneficial. It might also make you realize with you said it too, is that certain decks are like, Whoa, I don't have enough ramp in here or I don't have enough this in here. You know, yeah. it might make you realize as a player, like, wow, I am not playing ramp at all, or I'm not playing any removal or protection. You know, it might make you realize, oh, I'm not, it, it doesn't mean you're a bad player, but you're not as well rounded in having all these things in there to make your deck deal with any situation. And that's kind of what this will help do. I'm hoping <laughs> maybe. I don't know. So, but that's pretty much the episode for today. Uh, I guess we get into our, our tag stuff. Uh, we did get three new patrons. Choo choo. Hop <laughs> on the patron train. Uh, I think it's partially because of uh, the patron discord Stretch deck. Gold. Right. Yeah. Stretch goal of 50. We will start a discord deck and we will try and build a deck with our discord deck. Deckers. <laughs> you don't have to keep going with the D's. I mean, we uh, like I the mean, D's. Who, I, uh, somebody came up with. Uh, <laughs> There's always a lot of dicks. Decor, decor deck. <laughs> that was a good one. I think. I feel like I was. I think that one was Derek. <laughs> Another D. Deck. Yeah. Derek, Derek your dick. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> but we did get three new patrons because of this. So we have. Uh, Sam- <laughs> maybe. Maybe they like maybe it is our other patrons that just changed their names maybe <laughs> ghost accounts uh damn burn hero i think it's pronounced samani s-o-m-n-i samani does that sound right you can go with that, yeah. yeah the other two are easier to read but greg robinson and lake allen so you guys rock Jesus. <laughs> just <kidding. laughs> I mean, yeah, you, I mean, you do rock. I, I'm not like sitting here going like, no, they don't. <laughs> they do. I'm just, just saying there's, there's plenty of adjectives that you and I could use. 
They rock. <laughs> rock rocking is appropriate though. I mean, I can see why some people say that. All right. So, uh, well, really quick, what are you drinking, Lowry? Oh, uh, good point. Uh, I am drinking a Critical Path Hazy 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 IPA <laughs> topped with uh, other IPA stuff, um, <laughs> and this is again from Wild Minds Artisan Ales. Um, I they're quality beers, but they this one's definitely expensive. Again, I went overspend for it. I think it's good, but. You know, it's probably better than Toppers compared to Little Caesars, but I'm not going to pay that kind of money for it. So, are we going three weeks in a row of doing this comparison? Doing what? <laughs> this is real life. I'm just trying to, you know, associate and make things right. So, so not, I mean, it's, it's good, not shitty but like it's pizza not luce. That I would pay pay for again. You're not. It, it's pizza luce. Good. Like you're going to pay that much money for? That? No, no, it's definitely not. <laughs> I don't well, think so though. I am drinking a Lambrusco. It's you reunite Lambrusco. It's one of my yeah. wife and mine. One of my wife, one of my wife's and mine. <laughs> I've had three glasses already. Uh, it's one of our favorites because uh, it's a sweet. I don't like the really dry stuff. Uh, what I learned this week, actually, Jeremy sent me uh, a couple links of stuff, and he's like, "Hey, I have you know gout issues, whatever." Jesus, you're just getting. I know a lot of gout advice. I know it's been awesome. Everybody's been like, Hey, we got AJ. And then it was Andre that sent that today. And then, uh, so it, it's been awesome with the advice. But, um, what Jeremy kind of said is that I've gone more to taking the cherry extract. I'm glad I'm sure you want to hear all this medical crap or whatever, but what I figured out, long this, story this longer. This kind of advice is, comes at like 100 bucks a minute. <laughs> so might as well take it before you go in. What I, the thing I found out is natural flavor is what's causing my toe. Because after we did our cast last week, the next day, I didn't drink anything. I didn't booze or anything. My toe was hurting like hell. Hmm. Uh, and it's because my energy drink squirt stuff, you know, like the meal. But it isn't meal. It's great value. Black yeah. cherry. Squirted in my water. I was having three big cups like not just little regular glasses it's my big coffee cup but it's the extra big ones three of those a day so i was getting a crap ton of that in my system and that's so what what was it the natural natural flavor natural flavor in the ingredients if it says natural flavor that's okay is a big cause for it uh also booze does the same thing so is it not natural i don't know it has, or is it just like it highly has, concentrated has, so you'd never get that much natural flavor within it just has something in it like the uric intake? acid or something like that in it huh. and right. so that's what's causing it but then i've gone into a daily taking the uh, cherry extract and that's helped out i haven't had a flare-up since i did since last wednesday uh and i've Good. cut back to only one energy squirt juice thing a day so cool story hansel that cool story, bro. there we go uh, but then the other part of it, <clears throat> wine is uh, a thing that doesn't affect gout. It doesn't. Supposedly. I was going to say, you whined a lot last week. So oh. That might... <laughs> 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 no, that was, <laughs> that was a good, good one. I meant the want, want, want for me because oh. I was a lot oh. of whining. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like the button bar is only for me, though. I know. It's it, very one-sided. You know what's funny is, uh, and we can kind of, 
wrap this into YouTube stuff. When I did the YouTube video of the pack opening, which you guys can go over to YouTube and subscribe there and check out the video of the VIP pack opening, VIP eight of them. Uh, I had so much fun editing that because I got to go back to how we used to do our podcast where I edited the sound bites afterwards. And I'm just <laughs> laughing my ass off because I'm like, I like opened up a good card and I went, oh, good for you. <laughs> like just ripping into myself. It was fun. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. So, oh, anyways. I, I guys, mean, I totally watched it and it was very entertaining. Did you actually watch it? Because I didn't think you would actually, you didn't watch it. No. Yeah, I didn't think you would watch it. I was like, Larry isn't even going to watch this. He doesn't even support our own show. <laughs> I didn't watch last. I didn't listen to last week's podcast either. That's yeah. fine. I'll get to it. Yeah. I'll get to it. How many other podcasts did you watch or listen to and you didn't even listen to ours? I'm not Zero. mad. I'm, not this I'm week. Disappointed. This week was nothing. Uh, okay, no. so YouTube is a free way to support our show. Like I said, the money way to give us support our show is go to uh, Patreon and we just already did Patreon. You oh, can't yeah. plug it twice. But the dollar gets you in the Discord, so there's that. And we then didn't say five dollars okay. or more gets all you right. the proxy of the week, all that fun stuff. Which there are things coming to. We have plans for the uh, patrons, uh, some bonus stuff that's gonna be coming out. We'll be telling you guys soon. And then you guys can check us out on Twitter. That's where you see Proxy of the Week cards. Uh, sharing with myself. And not this week. I didn't give any news of we were going to be late a day. But I think it's no, like a typical don't. thing now that it's Tuesdays. You know? It's Monday or Tuesday. People. Yeah. If, it's not, if it's not up by like noon, 1 o'clock central time on Monday, most likely it's happening on Tuesday. But I'll, we'll try to give a little heads up. I just... I was You... you you told the discord. I was like, nah, that's enough. <laughs> <laughs> Let me put like a, he told all of our listeners anyways, eggplant emoji under there. Yeah, yeah, that was our discord's cool. disgusting. <laughs> they need to grow up. <laughs> yeah. And the guy was like, I just don't know who's all what the ages are here. I assume this is how you guys are on the cast. <laughs> so that I could do this on the discord and like, yeah, whatever. I don't think we have. Yeah. Youngins on. You can, you can, but you can a little bit more loose. Yeah. As far as I know, Derek is the youngest, I would guess. I mean, like nobody has to input their age yeah. into the patron. <laughs> yeah. It's not that in depth, <laughs> but you know, most of them are sharing a beer or. Yeah. You have to like sign a, so, uh, a waiver. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I feel like most of our audience is uh, immature uh, males yeah. like ourselves. Yeah. Or dads yeah. that are immature males like ourselves and just like playing somehow magic. Somehow got and, kids. Yeah, somehow got kids. How did this happen? You know, I don't know if you remember this, but this was in like the first couple months of recording when we started. And this person in Minnesota, it was a long time ago, so I don't really remember uh, who it was and if they're listening or not anymore. But they, I think they re- corrected us and we're like, oh, thanks so much. Uh, we should meet up, play some games, and uh, we owe you a beer. And like, oh, I'm like 16. It's like, oh. Oh, yeah, I do remember that. Yeah. <laughs> like, we shouldn't offer beer to just yeah, everybody. It's like, funny. we're just like assuming they were of age. How was somebody? Uh, I thought they were in southern Minnesota, weren't they? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that sounds right. It was like Worthington so, or something like that. Yeah. I don't, I, I don't recall a town or anything. That's but funny. yeah, that was that was a little weird. And I think after that, we yeah, were we, like, <laughs> maybe we shouldn't assume everybody's yeah, 21 plus. Exactly. Cool story, bro. All right. Should we actually... Anything else we do? Uh, oh, else? the Gmail. You can shoot Lowry songs over... No. <laughs> no. I can make up my own. 
Adam. Adam gets the songs. Uh, you mean number two? I mean, if he's on here, he has to sing too. Yeah, that's that's. He would love to. He wants to do a Commander Smith karaoke (laughs) one night. I'm sure. We'll hear from him tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so we are typical twenty to twenty-five minutes in without talking a single thing about magic. So let's actually talk about magic in our uh, topic for this week, Uh, which is an amazing topic blueprint to build in your deck. So I kind of already went over the beginning of like where, like how this kind of helped me a little bit, but I think this is kind of a good idea. Just if you may not have problems building a deck like Lowry, Lowry just builds decks and, but you kind of mentally have all these categories in your head, right? Kind of a lot of these for for rough. Like if I'm, if I'm, I, so what I ended up doing was, taking every deck and putting it into whatever category we were discussing. And, but then you didn't have overlap. You kept certain cards that met certain things in this category and they stayed in it. So we kind of averaged things out a little bit and made a a good number for each category here. Yeah. And so for me, I went through 18 decks. I broke it up into these categories and we'll talk about a few that I didn't do. And we'll talk about one that I did do that Adam didn't do. Um, You know, it does depend on, I think your building style uh, and some other things that you find important. I don't think you have to go with exactly what we're doing or whatever else is out there either. Cause there are, uh, this is not an original idea by us. What? Right? <laughs> it I should mean, be. We try and do original content, but <laughs> when we run out of ideas, we steal. And so <laughs> that is not what I, I did I, there. <laughs> I was at a cabin a with no service. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I have seen Command Zone do it, and that was floating around Twitter for a little bit a couple months ago, and. I don't care what they do. So it just, you know, I I got my own thing. I really like how my decks play as well. Mm -hmm. So I think people need to, I I think this is why it's important is because if you're like, Oh, I really like this deck. And then you go through and figure out why you like the deck. I think that's important. Mm -hmm. Like, Oh, I I really like it when I have the ramp. And then if you go to a deck and you don't like it and you can go, you know what? I don't have enough of this. Mm Mm-hmm maybe that's why it's not working the way I want it to, or maybe I need to add a little bit more theme into it. So I think, I think breaking down your deck actually, if, you know, doing this made it feel very beneficial to me. I was really happy when I went through. Mm-hmm. What were you happy with? Like just, just how your average of it. everything yeah. was. Yeah. yeah. And then I can be like, you know what, this makes sense. And there's a couple, like I have a Kestia deck that we spotlighted a year and a half, two years ago at this point. Uh, enchantment themed and it only had four ramp cards in it and i'm like whoa that does not work that's mm-hmm. not okay and and now i'm thinking about it I'm like that's kind of probably why you don't it doesn't work as well it, it doesn't it, ramp. it didn't flow as well i don't play it very much i mean being older but i love playing Meldrotha, which is an older deck mm-hmm. and so this could be the reason you know i still have to sit down and be like well, do I want to work on this since it's so old? Or do I want to like add some of these pieces into a Layla, which is also an enchantment themed deck. Um, but also in the deck, I only have, you know, 
a lot less removal in the deck as well. So that could be part of it, but it allows you to an, analyze the deck. E even like if you already have it, you break it down into some of these categories and you can figure it out. See what's going on, what you are missing also, or what you need to add yeah. more to, especially a deck that isn't working the way you want it to. Like you're saying, yeah, yeah. it's a good uh, diagnosis to that deck to figure out what, what it needs more of. And that's a perfect, so there's, there's two ways you can use this. Mm -hmm. I like that. That is a perfect example. And then the other way is what I had talked about is just building the deck from scratch. If you have trouble like myself cutting cards down, going this route was so, so much easier. It, I would say it cut my building deck time down from probably a quarter of the time. Like, honestly, a deck build is normally a two week process for me or this, this was like a, hours a day, yeah. a little bit over time, right. thinking about it at night when I went to bed. Actually, that's a lot of times when I have a good deck brewing, I'll be thinking about it going to bed just like, oh man, this deck is going to be awesome, but it's still, I have to cut 40 cards. This sucks. You're, I'll be honest. You have a really weird voice inside your head. <laughs> That's how I sound in my head. It's gonna be. <laughs> it's like it's like Bane, Batman. <laughs> Batman's always talking like this. No. Bane talks oh, like sorry, this. Not, well, I don't know why I did Bane, but you know, it's. I meant to say it's Christian Bale, Batman. Christian, ba yeah. There, yeah. Sounds right. Yeah. So this helped me out. I, I built this deck in three days, and what it would have taken me two weeks normally to build a deck. So, and it wasn't an easy deck to build. Actually, it was pretty t difficult to figure out the route I'm talking about Bruvac. Yeah. And we, we talked about that on the spotlight. You're yeah. like, it's really tough. Like, have you ever built a mill deck before? Uh, I had that wizard one. Remember I still have that. I just saw that it's still in my decks. The, uh, the God. The oh, Phanix. Yeah. So yeah. I made that okay. one a sub theme of wizards because, yeah, but that one's bad. So uh... <laughs> 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 this one's good. Bruvac is really uh, solid. It's, I've that's oh i didn't even get into the gameplay at all Wait, let's do it afterward yeah. i mean we're yeah we're after. 30 minutes in but right. i played I'll, I'll just i don't need to get into it i'll just say it when i wasn't mana screwed it was doing work it won one right. game and then one i was about to eliminate the game winner the person that just won the game on that turn uh that next turn so it's it can swing pretty freaking hard and i'll say one thing too midnight clock pretty amazing card especially when you copy it it's pretty sweet anyways okay so the let's get the 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 easy ones out of the way so of course you're gonna have one to two none of these are going to equal a hundred i mean because we're giving a range <laughs> at, at the end of this you're going to have a 120 card deck and you got to figure out how to <laughs> right. cut those last 20 on your own but so we're giving you a range because it all depends on the deck and what you're doing with the deck so we're giving you a range kind of what we do with both of ours and the deck styles or whatever you're building. So don't take this and be like, this doesn't add up to a hundred. This is way more than that. So one to two commanders. So of course, if you have partner commanders, you're going to have two, yep. uh, 36 to 38 lands. I don't have any deck. That's I, I probably have a 36. My older decks have 36, but all my new decks have 37. You thought I was a dick when I was first making this list and sent it over to you. Remember that? Because I put 35 to 37 and you're like, I think you're just purposely trying to piss me off that not adding the 38 in there. 38. 
Okay, so those are. I am. I am exclusively thirty-eight. I think I have one at thirty-seven and one at thirty-six. And Gadrak is at thirty-six at this point. But you don't go over thirty-eight. No, no. I've I've been really happy with thirty-eight. Okay. So yeah, I've been happy, pretty happy with a thirty-seven. I don't know if I have a thirty-eight or not. So, uh, those. That's a sub thing. You guys can check out our older episode about. Then we talk about lands, utility land stuff, kind of that kind of thing. But you, your lands can be a part of these next lists that we talk about. So a lot of times when you're using your utility lands in that 36 to 38 lands, these also fit in these other categories that we'll go into. Uh, we might as well just start with the main idea, right? I mean, that's where we start with the main idea of the deck. This one isn't going to be a very interesting topic, but it's just... 15 to 25 cards is kind of what we came up with, right? Roughly? Yeah. 15 to 25 cards you want your main idea of the deck to be. And I think for me, like my, my numbers are way different than yours too. And so I think we, we agreed to have it at a higher amount. This is kind of guessing because my average out of the 18 decks that I I went through, my average was 13.6 that were like themed deck like in theme but i also like nayeth that i just spotlighted was that a week or two ago or whatever you know i didn't put fight cards in the theme section i put that in the removal section and so i spread my theme out within you know things that you want to have happen naturally in a game anyway and then all of the other stuff that doesn't fit within the categories that we will talk about here in the next few. If they don't fit, they're still on theme. They're fun. They're making the, that twist. And that's how it is for me. But I definitely get like, if it's like your Tolsmere deck, if it's a wolf, I would almost put that as removal because it's fighting. But you know, it's it's theme. I guess what I would uh, like discuss with you a little bit is, you don't do that with land, you know, because if your utility land fits in your draw, you don't take it away from your 36 to 38 land. You know what I'm saying? Like, sure. But there's, I mean, there's going to be double. So you, you yeah. So that's why, uh, yeah, we had the, I did it a little more of like, this could fit in the main idea, but it also can fit with all these other categories too. You kind of were like, um, this is my draw stuff and this is my, this stuff. And it's only in this, it's not going to overlap, which is a, yeah, to me, that gave you overlapping more the, is really hard to do the track. Right. And so the theme part to me is technically the least important because to me, I want to meet ramp, draw, and, you know, and the other things we'll talk about. I want to meet those standards first. You say and the theme if, is the least important. That's the most fun. The I, reason why the deck is made. It is the most fun. And I try and find my ramp and draw within the theme but if if I have those cards in the theme section, then it gets muddled. Do I have enough ramp or draw? Because I think for me, those are the two most important sections. Mm-hmm. I'm not ramping and I'm not drawing. I'm not doing enough. So having those two at the very least, the most accurate I can is the most important thing to me when de- building a deck. So with your, the low number, with your lower number, you had your average, what was it again? 13.6 for theme. So we had it, the reason why we went 15 to 25 is because even with his low, his average being that, 
a lot of the times the theme was in the other parts. Like we were just saying, like Mm -hmm. it might be in your draw package. It might be in the protect. It it fits into other categories. So that's why we kind of went a bigger range, 15 to 25. Um, Should we, what should we jump into next or draw package since we were just talking about drawing anyways? Yeah, we can do draw. Okay. So drawing, we kind of put a range around seven to 15 cards in this one. Uh, mm-hmm. what was your average on your decks? What did you get on your stuff? My, my average for draw was 10.9. And when I look at that, um, I do feel like it's a little low for what I would prefer, but I mean, most of my decks, I don't run out of cards. Mm-hmm. Right. And, um, the other part I would say is, and that's the hard part is knowing what part things you fit in there. So, Mm-hmm. I had Sensei's Top and Scroll Rack in a different category. I actually put those as pet cards because I'm like, those go in every deck. And we'll get to pet cards next after yeah. this. But I was debating in my head, does that fit more into draw because you're drawing cards? And then when I kind of said it to you about it being a pet card, you're like, I put that more in the draw package than yeah. with the the pet cards. So it just kind of, you got to figure out where you want to put those categories, your cards in the categories. But I definitely, I agree with you senseis and scroll rack those kind of cards i mean technically you're tapping senseis and you can draw a card <laughs> so yeah. i mean it but is also doing just that, like and, and that's where manipulating like draw the top. to me yeah draw to me is anything that's going to give you some sort of drawing or card advantage and so senseis top allows you to get the best draw that you're going to get out of the next three turns so i would put scry in there as well because that is also doing sure. a similar thing yep. you're manipulating Absolutely. the top um, um, and that's one thing that I didn't add in was like, I didn't put scry lands in that section. So generally I'm going to have one to three of those as well added in. So this number could be a little bit higher. We could even see it seven to 18. The, your draw is one of your more important things to, you just don't yeah. want to run out of cards. Yeah. Cause if you run out of cards, you're not doing anything. And you know, pretty sure the law is when you run out of cards, you're only going to draw land two out of three times next turns. You're going to lose. That's mm-hmm. how that happens. Uh, okay. Uh, let's skip over the pet card stuff. We'll get to that later. Let's jump into protection. So protection, we had sitting at about five to nine cards. So this is a little interesting. It isn't necessarily, you, you do have your typical swift boots, your obvious ones, your lightning greaves. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would also include counter spells and i hate to say it but i would include counter spells in this the interesting thing about counter spells is they kind of can fit into a lot of categories they could be your protection your removal they can fit into a few things that's why people like it just kind of depends on how you're using Using them so like my bruvac deck the main purpose that i have the two counter spell things in there i think it's two Two or three yeah is just to get they're protecting my bruvac that's pretty much why I have them in there. But and then, I would say a deck with more counter spells can be more aggressive and use it pr- more proactively like removal. Mm-hmm. Right. And so you can be like, well, I got three in my hand. That one's a threat, but let's do it. Yeah. You know, and that's probably not the right way to use counter spells, but fuck you. So <laughs> We don't know but, how to use counter spells. I don't know. We how to don't. Use it. <laughs> I have no idea. What's what magic sucks. Yeah. <laughs> I counter that. Well, that was, that was uh, bad. Turn that was seven bad. soul ring. Why are you countering my? Because soul rings are good. 
This is turn good, seven. Right? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's very true. So, and, and like protection for me, like I even expanded that into like life gain, mm-hmm. creature pump, um, protecting you from being attacked. So propaganda like, type cards. Yeah. Teferi's protection. I mean, that works for everything. Heroic intervention. Uh, I mean, I've, I, I kind of widen that out like life gain. Like think about an Aloro deck where, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, we got to, we got to attack this person because they're going to gain a lot of life. And so that's almost protecting you from other people attacking you because it kind of nullifies their attacks, even mm-hmm. if they weren't going to be as aggressive against you in other directions, but like just life gain can really nullify big attacks. No, I wouldn't when, say, <clears throat> I wouldn't say if you just had, you know, Something that just gave you, like, I don't know. It, it, life gain's tough. It's a little tricky. I also like my life gain attached to something. Yeah, because you won't want, but, you know, just yeah. life gain. Or I guess I do always try to have life gain in there because you do want to have that answer. So I, that does, it fits in there perfect for protection. But I wouldn't count on, I don't know. Life gain's tricky because where else would it fit? Sure. I think that's, you do need to always have some sort of life gain because I don't, and that's where I don't, because if I think if you always want to have it, then I think it's its own category a little bit. But I, I typically only like, if I get that, it, it's maybe one or two things. Like if I'm not yeah. a life, if this deck isn't doing a lot with life, I at least want to have something that if I'm in the game and I know I'm at one life and I don't have an ant. Like I'm going to die. I might, you know, whatever. I want to know that there is one thing in my deck that I can draw that maybe saves me, gets me back. Like I said, I always like to have mm-hmm. answers for everything. And so <clears throat> I do try to typically put in one at the very least one life gain thing in there. So I know yeah. I do have an answer. And shadow sphere like that, <laughs> that came up in so many, I think I have that in like five, six decks right now out of the 18. I'm like, you yep. but yeah. that also has plus one plus one and trample which i consider boosts and boosts i put in protection as well like so in the same category a little bit of a stretch but um that it, it could have been but i chose not to all right uh anything else for our protection category so we had five to nine in protection we had seven to 15 in draw 15 to 25 in main so now we jump into uh, my my protection average was ten point nine again. Ten point nine. So so, so right a little there. bit a little bit over what our number was. I think because yeah. you said you broadened it, you did like uh your unblockable creatures or something like that because it protects them from yeah. getting killed and all that. So, yeah. Uh, then we jump into I would say since we're talking about protection, let's go the opposite removal. So this part Ooh. was a, an interesting topic for both of us. There's two different styles of play with this. Um, mm-hmm. uh, we, for our number, we have five to 15, but that's a big range. That's a big range because there's different types of players. Lowry is the type of player who is very good at spot removal, taking out the main yeah. threat, getting rid of that one thing that's, that is going to hurt the whole table or, you know, that's the biggest threat to him at that time. Whereas I, I personally am more a, 
trying to one side wrath or if I don't have the option to one side, it's get rid of everything type of thing off the board. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like using bounce spells. So like Aether spouts, is it Aether spouts? I like the one that makes it so they bounce to the top and the bottom of their library. So Aether spouts. Yeah. yeah. So that one just makes it more difficult because they, yeah, they're getting it back in their hand, but it might ruin their turns for the next five turns, you know, cause they're like, well, I like all those creatures. I'm going to put them on top. I guess that's what I'm drawing. I'm drawing the next five turns. So it kind of hinders mm-hmm. them that way. Um, so I, it, that's why a range is a little bit, because if you're going more of the mass removing a board, you're going on the lower end. If you're doing more spot removal, you got to go higher because you're having to remove more things. And so for me, my average for full deck, like all the removal in my deck was around 124 mm-hmm. And my highest for creature removal, I had 18 cards in there for creature removal. That's crazy. And that was Naith just last <laughs> week. Um, and and my lowest was one, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't even know what fucking deck that was, but that's <laughs> probably a mistake. A terrible deck. Oh, no, no. It's uh, uh, Vivictus Asmati, uh, Dire from the Shire. So that's the uh, the commander is destroying you know, three, four things whenever it attacks, I don't need, need as much removal spot removal nearly as much in there. Yeah. So that really helps when it's built in on your commander. So you can, yep. you can sometimes drop a lot of these categories down if it, your commander has a built in thing with that. And I think, I think that's a really good point that we should point out too, because that will skew your numbers when, like when you make it. So like Yogmoth, Phyrexian physician, that'll draw you a card every time you, sacrifice creature i don't know how much core draw you need in there right right um i <laughs> well freaking do thing, do two lane do you even need any oh, card yeah. draw with two lane you just need I'd go very cheap selection not even like card draw but card selection mm-hmm. on it just making sure that you're drawing the right stuff yeah so like that you know you got to think about those things and, that, and then there are decks where you don't have something attached to your commander you're like oh i need to go big powerful spells if you're not doing you know c-e-e-d-h where you're drawing out your deck or whatever but if you're i I think it's really important to know what your commander is doing and i think you can kind of cheat on those numbers to focus on your commander a little bit more now that that kind of opens you up to if they're removing your commanders all the time then you have to adjust mm-hmm. your deck as well. And that's a good point with it all is uh, take this list and basically figure out what your commander is first and figure out there might be something you just completely remove off this list that you don't need to use at all, you know, mm-hmm. cause your commander does it. So you can just take it right off the list. Um, one more thing with the removal, I consider, we both consider bounce as a type of removal. I mean, it's, yeah, it's yeah. not getting rid of it, but it is, you know, Cyclonic Rift, for example, the biggest removal type spell that's a game winner. Um, but it's still a removal. It's getting rid of something off the board. And that's why I was talking about the Aether yeah. Spouts. It's doing the same and thing. I would consider graveyard removal a type of removal. And like Bajoka, Bajuka Bog fits in this category. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I consider like uh, my average. So I broke it up. Creature removal average is 6.6 and then other is 5.8 which is that one's probably high and creature removal is probably low for where you're you're supposed to be 
but if it hit other that could be creature or, or anything yeah, else. Yeah, could get anything. Yeah. So like Beast Within hits everything. And those cards I prefer. Chaos Warp, um, that style of card. Vindicate, just give, it's it's technically a modality card where you're like, oh, I can destroy this or this or this or this. And it just gives you so many options mm-hmm. that it fits a lot of things that I really like. And <clears throat> I know I've probably said this before, but Removal is probably one of your more important categories. Not the most. It's just make sure you have an answer for everything. You don't want to hit a game where somebody does something and you literally have no answer in your deck and you're just Yeah, done. that sucks. That so sucks. I typically will try to have, if it's, uh, like you said, it, something that is removing every type of card in the game or if I'm spot removing, then it's, all right, I'm at least getting rid of enchantments here. I got artifacts, creatures. Okay, everything's covered. Land. I can get rid of everything that's on the yeah. anything that's on the board because it you can screw yourself over if somebody plays something you have absolutely no answer to. It's at least you still you're playing a hundred card deck. You still probably won't hit that answer, or you might be holding it. But at least knowing that it's in your deck and there's a possibility still gives you hope that you could draw that and be a part of the and a, game. And another thing to bring that into as well is if everybody has this mindset within your, your play group or your table. Yeah, that's a good point. You're, there's more likely that yeah, you're, you're going to have the answer to yeah. something. So if not everybody needs to have four pieces of graveyard removal, but if everybody has like one, then that graveyard deck has less of a chance to just kind of go off. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to put it all on yourself either. But you do have to kind of compensate if somebody, if you have a player that doesn't care about any of that kind of stuff, then you're like, okay, I need to, I know that I need to control the board a little bit more or, you know, it goes a little bit more chaotic. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think that's something to consider too, is within your play group, just knowing who's playing what is there going to be the removal. And that's, that's a little bit why I skew towards, um spot spot removal is because i know you do more wrath style cards Mm -hmm. and so if things are getting out of hand and i'm not getting enough i can almost count on you that you're gonna wrath unless you're the guy going off Mm -hmm. right and so that's i do kind of bring that into consideration when it's in my head i very seldomly wrath yeah um and and the funny thing is is it's the same (laughs) same way on i'm like oh Larry's got to have that spot removal. I know he's going to get that. <laughs> Wait for the other person to do their thing first. Come on, Larry, get rid of that one card. Shit. He isn't doing it. All right, fine. Blow the whole Let's board up. <laughs> yeah. And, um, that's and for me, my philosophy, another reason why I don't do wrath style cards is because I don't like, resetting Resetting. the game personally Mm -hmm. because i think it slows it down so if everybody's wrath heavy and they like that and there's not a lot of um you know pinpoint removal games get slogged down in my opinion yeah i'd much rather have like one or two players that wrath instead of um i think i was playing over on the cmd tower discord uh months ago at this point you know at the beginning and it was literally in in two rounds, there was three wraths. Oh man. I was like, I don't know if I really like that. Yeah. Like I understand it. And one of them was mine. I probably made a mistake, but it was fine. 
Um, Yours was fine. The others were. <laughs> mine was fine. No, actually, the first one was good. Second one was good. Mine was bad. <laughs> but it was it was a it was a punt play. But I needed to do it as well, and I died anyway. The next turn, so. I typically do try to run. I, I think because of our years playing, the 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 resetting can kind of get annoying. Like you just said there. Uh, I do try to do it one-sided. Not a lot do I have where it kills all my stuff too, unless it fits. So like Kroxa, but I was just playing that last weekend. Mm -hmm. I don't care if Kroxa dies. So board wiping is good because I'm trying to get everybody's creatures gone. Mm -hmm. And so that one just has, I was board wiping, board wiping, board wiping because Kroxa being in the graveyard is where I want him. So I actually had him in play, board wipe, board wipe. You know, there's if it fits in your deck to that you don't want creatures on, then that works. But most of the time I do try to do one sided stuff. Uh, mm. So I, that's, that's why I really like Chandra's ignition is definitely a wrath that I use, mm-hmm. Yeah, you have but it, it always lives around my biggest creature, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, and you know, you can even choose smaller creatures that do the most damage and leave multiple of yours around. But I definitely have that in four or five decks. Yeah. You for sure have that. Uh, okay. That was a long time. See, removal is important, guys. <laughs> it definitely is. The because, like, next yeah. thing that I realized, or not realized, the next thing that I would say is probably second, maybe first. I've maybe even put this as first uh, most important in the deck. In decks is ramp cards. Ramp and yeah. monorock cards type of thing. Monorock, I had mine split, and so we kind of had this discussion, and I had them in two different categories. But they're pretty much the same thing. So ramp cards can be your mono rocks. It can be your cards that are going to go get the land to put it into play. So like Solm Simulacrum, uh, Wayfarer's Bobble, Expedition Map, anything that's giving you an advantage uh, mono-wise over the other yeah. players. Uh, you, you know, creatures that tap for mana like Birds of Paradise. Right. Um, and one stretch one that I don't know if you agree with me, but it's why I like the card so much is Crucible of Worlds. Yeah, that was that an interesting just, one. I mean, it is because it, it makes sense because you're we we play a lot of fetch lands because we have the fetch lands. Yeah. So being able to bring that, keep bringing that back in play, I can see that fitting in this category. It, it more and, consistently thins your deck, yeah. more consistently shuffles. But the the other thing is like, it just you are always hitting your land drop. It doesn't matter if you're drawing one or not. Um, and then there, there's so many more benefits along with it. Like if you're playing green with Oracle Moles Dia or exploration style cards that allow you to play multiple lands. And so that that is for sure ramp and a really powerful ramp engine. But just having consistent land drops within yeah. like blue, black, red, white, just having those consistencies, it for me is good enough to consider it a, a ramp card. And I would, Even I would say it's not ramp. Well, I, and I would say it fits in with, it depends on the player. If you don't have the fetch lands, this one's a little more tough. Cause then you're, sure. you're, you're based on evolving wilds and terramorphic expanse and fabled passage, I guess. And I guess prismatic. Yeah. So you have four, and you can, you, can uh, you have myriad landscape, uh, technically ash barons, but it's a lot easier if you have the fetch lands to do this. Yeah. So then yeah. if you play with the fetch lands, definitely I would consider that in the category. Uh, I didn't give a number, but we're, we have 13 to 17 uh, ramp cards in this category. So, mm-hmm. And I was, I averaged 13.7. Yeah. 
but my my numbers were like I had two decks. I had Golos was twenty six and Kenrith was twenty five, and then my low was four, which I was talking about earlier. Kestia at four. I'm like, oh, that explains <laughs> some things. <Yeah. laughs> Somebody needs to do some tweaking here. And one of them was like a five mana ramp spell, the Outland Traverse, traversing the Outlands or something. Oh yeah, it was not. That I was like, card. that's not a real. I mean, it's a ramp card. It fits in that, but it's not like early game. Like you yeah, want some like early game stuff. Six or five and, drop? Is that how much that one? It's is? a five drop. Five yeah. drop. Yeah. It's <laughs> super good. Like every time I cast it, yeah, but it wins me the fucking game. But when you think of ramp cards, a lot of times it's thinking you're thinking early stuff, getting your one, mana. two, three, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And so that's why also I I kind of split it up. But it was mana rocks. You have your soul rings, your signet, your monocrit talismans and commander sphere all that fun stuff so you this is a big category this is very important to mm-hmm, have this mm-hmm. with a lot if you don't play with a lot of mono rocks and stuff you're probably not unless your whole play group doesn't play it but you're probably not winning a lot of games or you're not competitive towards mid early mid games you know maybe people feel bad for you and leave you alone <laughs> and then you come back <laughs> at the end happen. yeah <laughs> But yeah, so this one is one of the most important packages. Uh, another I one. Would, oh, go ahead. And if if we're going to argue about one and two, I would say they are ramp and draw. Like, I think the good question is like, yeah, that's, what is a better card, Smothering Tithe or Ristic Study? I think I'd lean towards Ristic Study, but man, Smothering Tithe lately has been doing so some good. fucking work. It's, right? That, but... They're one and, A and one B, you know? And so the, the, the thing that I would point out is like Ristic study is always good. Yeah. And smothering tithe is most of the, like 90% yeah, you can hit good. Some that are not, it doesn't remember work. up at guys weekend. Trombley had 99 treasure tokens and just kept and on drawing land. Like he, he would just cast one spell cause he wasn't drawing anything. Yeah. And so that's where you're like, well, it wasn't really good in that situation. I've had it happen in other ones. Like it makes it so that like, if you draw that fucking card, like a, um, torment of hailfire, tormenting hailfire, you win the game, but you got to draw it. And if you're not drawing, then it makes it hard. Yeah. And so that, that's why I would go like draw is more important to me. Yeah. But I'm sitting here looking at my averages and my average is 10.9 for draw 13.7 for ramp. Maybe we should, should be flipping those around now, right? Yeah, I should almost be flipping them <laughs> around, right? So, and I look at my yeah, average, but sometimes, I go, I, I'm probably a little low. But sometimes it, sometimes with your draw, though, you need that ramp to be able to get that draw. Yep. I mean, there's that too. So I think it's a good balance, yeah. but it's like 90% and 100% yeah. type thing. They're oh, really sure. close. Yeah. Um, well, and that's why I said I, I lean towards Ristic Study, but Smothering Tithe is right there. You know, that's... Yeah. One yeah, of the, yeah, the better staples that has swung white into a relevant category over the last. That and Teferi's Protection are two cards that they've printed that has made white decent. Yeah. And and the other thing that I it, you can consider when you're doing this kind of thing is there are sometimes cards that do two things. Mm-hmm. Like the Great Henge. That ramps you and it also draws you cards and it does it gives you add life, the 1-1 counter. It? 
Doesn't it give you. Uh, life? I think it adds one one counters. Is it one one counters? Dang it. So, but like, where do you put that? That's also a consideration. And for me, when I was making my list, I was putting those cards. If it ramped and that's what it was there for, then it went into ramp. And so, like, Mind Stone or Commander Sphere. And it gains you life, by the way. Oh, does it? Jesus. Yeah. Does everything. Does two um, land, two life, and counters. <laughs> And draws. draws you a card. Yeah. <laughs> the card um, is redonkulous. So, but like I put that into ramp. And I probably shouldn't have. It probably should have been draw, honestly. But I, I was putting everything in ramp. Um, but you will have to make those decisions. They're not hard ones, but you sh- you can also, when you're looking at your breakdown, you can go you know what, this can be considered this draw card. Do I need to be worried about adding another draw card or another ramp card? Where does this go? Mm-hmm. Um, but I wouldn't count it as both right. either. Pick um, the category that has the least. That I mean, that's a way to do it too. I think that's a way to do it too. Uh, okay, and then we jump into uh, this one I didn't have in my list and I forgot about it, but there's a very a thing that Lowry has taught me over the last couple of years of when we do the cast and stuff is more of the recursion. I haven't, I'm not a person to think of recursion as something I was always putting in my deck, and now I tend to do that a little bit more because there's a thing about having your stuff hit the graveyard and being like, well, I have no answer to get that back from the graveyard. And that was my only answer for such and such to know that you can still get stuff back is always a good thing. Uh, and it gives you, you, you kind of mentioned it's kind of card advantage, you know, being able to, yeah. uh, bring your stuff back. Our number is very weird, but it's zero to five. <laughs> so some decks, you don't <laughs> really need to have that recursion. Um, I would probably in some decks just can't have it. Right. Yeah. Or like if you're not playing sometimes like when you're playing an artifact deck, I think you're going to have more than five. Yeah. So like my Gadrak deck, but then it becomes a sub recursion. Yeah. It becomes, that's a really good point. We haven't talked about sub themes will all should almost always skew your numbers. Mm -hmm. So if you're like Naith, I have a lot of creature removal because fighting is a sub theme or, you know, even a major theme in it. Mm-hmm. And so I shouldn't look at our list, our range and go, I have too much removal. I need to take this out like that because it's part of your theme. It's what you're doing. It's what right. makes the deck a go and tick. But also it's like a draw spell in in a Naith deck, right? Because mm-hmm. so you, you got to also be conscious when you're doing these ranges within your deck. And, and when, if you're looking at anybody else's blueprint, I don't think it's set in stone almost ever. Cause yeah. there's the sub theme that you're talking about. You got your theme. Um, Hence the name blueprint. You can, uh, you can switch these around. This is kind of your rough draft to your deck. Yeah. Um, but I guess we'll say really quick, since we did that, that, that since we talked about recursion side theme is the other part of it was, we had not in every deck, not every deck has a side theme, but a lot of decks yep. do where you don't realize it. You know, maybe you're, you're putting more of one type of card. Like I said before the cast to you, Yarok had the, and when I did the the deck tech with that, 
Yarok has an elemental side theme. I think it had three different side themes, if I remember right. Yeah, like snow permanence, yep, elementals, yep. and landfall. Was landfall the yep. main one? Lane, landfall was no. I think I think we had like three different side themes. You just in had it. three. <laughs> yeah. So I have a, we have on there seven to nine cards. Typically, I've said that before that it becomes a side theme or sub theme when you have seven, because then you you have a, a consistent, more a likely chance that you're going to hit that card, your side theme. Uh, seven to nine, it could even be higher than that, but this is kind of like, you, not every deck has to have a side theme. So this is a bonus thing. This yeah. is if you yeah. want to add that in there. I typically do have side themes, but not every time. Uh, Bruvac doesn't, does Bruvac, did I say it had a side theme? You you said the that that's like stopping oh, people from attacking right. you was the yep. sub theme. Yep, so that's a sub theme there. So, and, and that's where I would go. So I Protection didn't put down be... a sub theme section because I would put that sub theme in protection. Mm-hmm. And I think it, it's very beneficial for these main areas that we talked about is if you have a sub theme in one of those, then that makes you a, a, a strong deck, mm-hmm. right? If you're a sub theme of draw or ramp or uh, yeah, protection or recursion or not yeah even recursion yeah. or removal if that's your sub theme or even what your theme is in it's going to be just a naturally stronger deck mm-hmm. that's a good point and and so and if you have a sub theme that's something else then that almost like life gain if you're taking that out of the protection area that ends up, you know, that, that is your theme. Mm-hmm. I don't think you're doing a sub theme of life gain. Right. Right. So if it's not necessarily within those main categories. Uh, okay. So I think that's everything, but the day of dragons. So the day of dragons is what we've talked about. The winning the game. Uh, mm-hmm. The name is coined from Jake playing his day of dragons. And that's how he'd always <laughs> win the game with his wizard deck. Uh, I have on there, or and I shouldn't say I, I put on there three to five. We discussed it. And I think you don't, did you say, were you saying that you always have a day of dragons? You weren't saying that. I don't or specifically you pick do out that, a day of dragons, but you do typically have something that is going to win the game that it at least turns the tide. Mm-hmm. And generally I look at those, like when I put out my, cause you know, I do when I'm I'm breaking up my deck, I do put it into these categories that we're talking about, maybe a little bit more spread apart and I kind of condense them, but I also do CMC, you know, one through I go up to six and then seven plus section. And that seven plus section should be very powerful cards. Yeah. Right. Or X spells. X spells are kind of in there too. Um and so Generally, I do have three-ish, two to two to four is probably where I'm at. But I didn't, I didn't do that section, so I don't quite know. Because normally they also add into somewhere within those main categories that we talked about. Um, and generally, it goes into like removal or draw, or maybe it's in the theme. If I'm guessing and not thinking about it. At <laughs> Why don't you just name every category and put it in there? <laughs> I just named three. We have like six to eight. Uh, we have the range right now. We have 11. I just counted as you were talking. I was like, how many categories do we have? We have 11 categories. Do we have? 
Well, if you count the commanders and the land and all that stuff. Oh, no, I don't. I don't count those. <laughs> those oh, are that's the other thing. In my list that I did here, um, I did not add the commander into whatever category we were. I put a C next to it, so I was like, oh, that's why yeah. I'm lower or higher in certain things. So it gave me an idea of where it's at. Uh, I will say one last thing with our category we do have pet cards because I don't think I ever talked. I mentioned it, but I didn't talk about it. Yeah. Zero to five. I mean, some decks have pet cards. And I guess what we, I originally was putting scroll rock and senseis, but I agree those are more in your, your draw stuff. So pet cards in my mind would be cards that don't necessarily fit or, but here's where I would put Mirage Mirror. You know, Mirage Mirror, I try to fit in a lot of decks. Sure. Where does yeah. that fit? You know, that could be anything. It could be a draw. It could be, you know, it could fit into a lot of different categories because you're turning it into other people's stuff, not necessarily yours. Mm -hmm. uh, but that is a card that I typically am like, I get to almost the end of building my deck and I'm like, fuck, I don't have Mirage Mirror in here yet. Why do you have pet cards? Why? Because I, I think we've all heard you do poems about Mirage Mirror at this point. <laughs> um and like, and I, and I get it. That's, it's a good, really cool catch all card. Um, but I think like why are pet cards just like personally, this is what I want in the deck. This is some, this is a card that it I might really be a card. Enjoy. It might be a card that's yeah. Somebody, you, you might have a higher expectation of the card than other people. It's a card that you like to play with. You feel like it does a lot of work, you know, it's just, sometimes it's not good. You know, I mean, sometimes maybe, maybe Mirage mirror isn't that good. I think it's really that good. And, and I think, and I think doing this kind of list will help you cut down at on least on cards. the amount of pet cards. Yeah. I don't think you want a ton of pet cards. No. Cause that, I think pet cards get in the way of building a decent right. deck. And that's why this is a, uh, the last category. Cause it's like, uh, you don't yeah. necessarily, although I'd put, I would put one to five because I think Mirage Mirror should be in every day. <laughs> <laughs> should be zero to one. <laughs> and only maybe Mirage Mirror. I, I just, for me, there are so many decks that you can build and so many different cards that you can use. Uh, like pet cards, I don't know. Like I, I know that I've had them, but they fit within these categories as well. It like Monastery Siege, I really like but Mirage Mirror is like a catch-all. So like if I can't justify a pet card within these categories, I really don't use them. It, to your point, the, and I've actually, I think years ago, I think I heard Commander. Uh, Command Zone? There we go. Command Zone, talk about it. The more you can cut yourself off from your pet cards, the better your deck's going to get. <laughs> it's, it's true probably true to it's that. totally yeah, true for sure because the thing is is you get drawn into these cards and you're like well this card's just amazing it's just an amazing card doesn't fit with whatever the fuck you're doing with that deck doesn't go with whatever you just yeah. trying to you're just trying to shove it in a deck and it just doesn't work and it just sure. makes your deck totally agree bad because you know I, I can give you one um one that I thought was really good and I started trying to put it in decks and then I took them out right away was, I think it's Mind's Dilation. It's a seven drop. Yeah. It's a yeah. really good card. It's You're like, oh, I'm playing blue. I'm putting this in there. It, it's, it's a seven drop. 
It's a seven drop. And and this I'm probably going to get shit for this, but uh, a card that I don't put in decks that I think a lot of people do is the, what is it, expropriation? I don't put that. Or, uh, yeah, expropriate, not the Asian. Yeah, that's a really good card. <laughs> it's a really a good really, card. really, really good card. But you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't try to, I don't, if I'm playing a blue deck, I don't try to fit it in every blue deck. Sure. I don't even think I have it in yep. a blue deck, you know? Uh, that's that's a card that is so powerful that I don't want to use it unless it's on theme. Right. Right. Like unless I'm a taking turns deck, which everybody's going to hate, you're taking it apart anyway, or a stealing deck. Right. You know, um, like number two could use that in as Eureka deck or uh, do you have a stealing deck? You know, you, you I mm. think it's fine putting it into like a send triplets deck or, or the new gin would be kind of cool. Yeah, but like just putting it in every deck, right? God, that be, it just gets it's boring in my mind because it is that good. Mm-hmm. It's like cyclonic. Rap. It is, it is. But the and, thing is, is you don't see it, and because people just get annoyed with it, you know, being able to take sure all those turns and taking permanence and all that. But I wasn't saying that that's a pet card, but it should almost be in every. It doesn't have to fit in theme. It's that good. It's like you just said, cyclonic rift, good. But it's so good. Yeah. I, it might be more of what our play style is, is I try to make it fit in a theme, you know, mm-hmm. where does that mm-hmm. fit in my category here? What that fits in, in the, the category is a pet card. Unless yeah. it's part of your sub theme or your theme. Yeah. Cause I mean, again, that what I was just saying is like, if you're stealing cards, that becomes a theme mm-hmm. card. But if you're like, well, I'm not stealing, I'm not taking extra turns, but I wouldn't mind taking extra turns. So let's put this into I like this in here, which is a pet card. Yeah. Um, and that adage that you said would not be accurate because expropriate probably makes every deck better that it's in. But but I mean, no. It, yeah. I mean, it sucks to play against. It's, right. It's a really. And I guess card. that's more where more themes. We don't make our decks bad by doing like fitting into the theme. But where does that card fit in? It just. It's a it's a pet card. It would be something it, that it would be amazing in your Bruvac deck. It would taking at least one turn and then stealing stuff, or at least multiple turns. Jesus, yeah, it, it that would, would be. be. But it's much more solitaire at that point yeah. as well. Yeah. So maybe I should put it in there. Gonna... No. <laughs> I've never played with that card. I've never casted that card because it just and there's a lot of feel bads <laughs> when people play that card. I haven't experienced that. I've just seen people on. It's one of the most I've bitter cards. It, I've cast it in a Riku of two reflections oh, deck and copied did it. You cop- oh. <laughs> I wasn't People playing that game. Was I? Like, I don't remember being no, in that game. No, that was uh, with uh, my buddy Nick Ugh. and his roommate and a friend from Australia. Was that? Was that, so a, was, like, <laughs> was that a concede right there? They were not happy, <laughs> and um, I was destroying land that game too. So I took. Oh that, man, you were like, just. I saw you were just. Oh, a, it was awful. You were a big Garouk's dong right there. Is what you were. <laughs> because I was. So I was copying like Mualdi Acid Moss, which is like destroy a creature or a land, and then go and find a forest and put it into play. Mm-hmm. So I'd copy that. Uh, Frenzy Tilling. Just for some reason, I had like four or five land destroy cards. I drew them all and copied <laughs> them all, and just ramped You're along such with a it. Huge fucking pissed such a huge garuk's dong i yeah, can't they left, use they dick left anymore. after that they left <laughs> so um yeah yeah okay I, I think as long as you can kind of justify 
certain cards and where they would go. I, you know, I think that's a good thing. So just to run over the list really quick again, yeah. just, uh, we had, uh, one to two commanders, 36 to 38 land, uh, then 15 to 25 for your main idea of the deck, uh, seven to 15 for your draw protection, five to nine, uh, removal, bounce, whatever, it's 5 to 15, and that could be mass removal, spot removal, lower if you're on the, the mass. Uh, ramp cards, 13 to 17. And then we have recursion, 0 to 5. Uh, side themes, 7 to 9, that's a bonus stuff. Your Day of Dragons winning the game, 3 to 5. And then finally, your pet cards, 0 to 5. So that is kind of our blueprint to build in a deck. Now, if we missed anything, you guys think that we should add, just keep it to yourself. (laughs) (laughs) We don't need just stinking advice. (laughs) Fuck you. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) See, fuck works. (laughs) Yeah. Go fuck fuck yourself. Fuck. (laughs) Now you could maybe throw a comment. Yeah. I mean, if we missed something, but. We're pretty good at this. Well, <laughs> we're kind of a big deal. We're kind of, I mean, it's a little big deal. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't mean by that being, uh, the, uh, it sounded like a dick there. <laughs> well, I mean, it could be considered like a, a dick joke, so I'm not worried about it. Yeah. yeah. We need um, to get more in the habit of saying Garuk's dong instead of dick. Oh. It's more appropriate. And especially if we start using it in real life and then people will be very confused. Very confused. <laughs> Talking to one of your buddies we from could, high we school. We could just shorten it down to GD. <laughs> You're just being a GD. You Stop being be a, a GD. GD. You're, I'm being a god damn it. I don't get I'm it. Being a, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Stop being a Garoop's Dom. That just sounds so much better. It comes <laughs> off the tongue. It does, actually. <laughs> that's, that's a good insult. <laughs> All right. Well, that should do it for this week. We will catch you guys next week. Thanks for listening. See ya. Bye. Second.